Good morning, and welcome to episode six of season two. If you've just joined us, this is Robin at a tired witch on Instagram, and Maria, Maria the Arcane on Instagram. Today we have a special guest, Jay Allen Cross of Oregon Wood Witch and the author of American Brujeria. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, So I am here, of course, in my home state of Oregon, which I love dearly. Um, I am a practicing witch of Mexican, Native American, and European descent. Um, So I spend a lot of my time practicing something that I like to call American Brujeria, as well as, you know, writing when I can. I do have a new book coming out, of course, called American Brujeria, um, and hopefully some more to come as well. Uh, So I spend a lot of my time just trying to be magical and uh, writing the magical things. I love, I love that. that. I plugged your book. I think our last episode actually, because so I'm good. very you excited did. about it. Did I? <laughs> I think it's going to be very good. It's going to be a very right. interesting and- perspective, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the cover is absolutely beautiful. Like ten out of ten. So good. You can't see it, but I'm, I'm so doing glad. chef's kiss hands. <laughs> I should be getting my actual physical copies here in the next couple of weeks. I'm very, very excited. I for Ooh. my book, I think mine are coming so soon good. too. And I like I think that's the most exciting thing, wouldn't you say? Like <laughs> for that to come in, because then you get to like hold it. <laughs> yeah, it's actually having it in your hands. It's gonna yeah. be so, I don't know about are you gonna cry? Because I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely going to cry. I'm already crying. I'm I'm ready for it. Oh, good. <laughs> you have a podcast too, right? I do. Uh, we reach a, we recently launched one. Um, it's me and my friend Britton Boyd, also known as at Archaic Honey on Instagram. Uh, her and I have started a new podcast called Invoking Witchcraft, which we kind of tend to dive into sort of the folk magic end, um, and we really aim to sort of bring you the real work outside of, you know, what Mm -hmm. you hear about on social media and all this Mm -hmm. stuff, which is just terrible misinformation right now. Um, We're (laughs) attempting to kind of be a voice of reason in the community, which is uh, so far well-received. I'm certain it will get us some hate, but so far it's going well. (laughs) Well, the the fact (laughs) of the matter is it doesn't matter what your practice looks like. Like people are going to have a problem with it at some point. So, (laughs) oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And hell hath no fury like somebody who's been told that witchcraft requires any effort at all. Hell hath no fury like a 16-year-old who's been told they actually have to read a book. (laughs) Yes. Wait, wait, wait. You mean I can't just set an attention and it just comes to Attention is actually everything, Maria. Didn't you know that? I mean... Absolutely everything. (laughs) It's fine. What is it? (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) So what started you on your path? Did you have anyone who inspired you or anything like that? So for me, it was always kind of a family-based thing. Uh, So it arrived for me very early. Um, Mm -hmm. And in fact, even as a small child, I was very aware of what it is and what it means for me. So I was, you know, I, I knew that we were magical, but for me, the word witch seemed very correct very early on. So I Mm -hmm. I adopted it as early as like six or seven. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I knew that it would mean that I would have to go out into the world and use these abilities that I was given to help people and to guide people. So even at a very, very young age, I was very aware of what it all sort of meant for me. Um, So I've been pretty much heading to where I am now since the very beginning. Uh, I grew up Mm -hmm. in a magical family. Not many of them would necessarily call themselves witches, though I do have cousins and my mother and um, a bunch of people in my family who do identify as witches. We also have um, channelers and, um, you know, psychics of varying degrees, things like that. Mm -hmm. So my family was definitely magical growing up. I have a mother who is psychic. Um, She would read, you know, tarot cards at our dining room table for friends at night. Um, I remember, you know, blue candles full of black glass to banish people. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. this was all (laughs) in my upbringing. Um, And then of course, you know, I have my grandmother who surprise, surprise was not a witch that you couldn't burn. Um, She was in (laughs) fact a devoutly Mormon woman, Um, but she was a visionary. And so she would go to temple and she would pray and then she would receive visions and she would say that she um, heard the voice of God and he would guide her. And he was generally correct. She would be like, oh, um, our heavenly father is telling me that I need to go do this. And there would always be a very profound reason for it. Um, We, of course, thought she was crazy, but she was seldom (laughs) wrong. So... (laughs) <laughs> well, people them. who are in like in tune with that aspect of themselves if they have it often are labeled as crazy so yeah it is the struggle isn't it <laughs> i love that you were raised in a magical household i'm always so jealous of hearing stories like that i'm trying to do the same for my witchling so she's around it and she you know comes into her magical self so it's always good to see yeah that's and I beautiful that If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about the closest upcoming major lunar phase and kind of what that means for us in terms of magic and the energies that we can hone in for our magic. (laughs) So coming up next is on March 28th, which is the full moon in Libra. And kind of to summarize this moon, if you are familiar with tarot, looking very closely at the justice card is kind of the same sort of energies that we're looking at. So we're looking at imbalances and and balances, uh, legal matters, kind of working with magic to uh, end conflict or chaos in our lives. It's really kind of trying to find that balance again. And of course... Obviously, a singular lunar phase isn't going to solve all the the world's chaos, but we can use its energy to focus in on a single um, imbalance in our lives that we want to tackle. So this would be the perfect time to do that. Uh, Looking at... I want to say baneful magic, but it's not baneful magic. Looking at magic that essentially is going to tackle maybe getting your coworkers to stop gossiping about you, (laughs) Um, getting, you know, people or even yourself who consider themselves emotionally unavailable to maybe open up a little bit more. This would be a really good time to focus on that sort of energy. Um, You know, I'm trying to think the right word. You know, like mantras, 
mm-hmm. that like yogis use. <laughs> Uh, my best friend Ashley. Yeah, you do it too. Ash and and you do fucking (laughs) affirmations, and I hate them so much. Um, But all right, we're gonna give affirmations the benefit of the doubt right now, even though I think they're the worst. Um, This would be a time to use affirmations to say shit like, "Oh, I'm balanced. I'm fair." Blah blah blah. Uh, I don't use affirmations in my practice, but if you do, that would be the time to use them. Um, Because I hate them. I think they're just garbage. Um, God, you're so lame. I'm so anti-affirmations. I'm never going to like them. Okay? They are very namaste, crunchy granola, whatever for me. Hey, hey, hey. I use use shadow work affirmations, so it's not all, you know, love and light She's over lying. here. She's Robin. got those little fucking post-it, <laughs> post-it notes in her office <laughs> that say shit like, that say shit like, you know, uh, not before my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Anyways, <laughs> honestly, you think that this moon, I'm going to, I'm going to charge my altar mirror, you know, the mirror that I use to like bounce negative energy off of like you know for mm-hmm. gossiping and all that i think this this phase would be i mean in the this moon in libra would be a good time to do that <laughs> i i don't disagree um yeah, yeah i hope that makes sense jg you like that affirmations <laughs> I do in in certain context. Um, I find that they're really helpful for self-love work, um, simply just to counteract the messages we've heard our entire life. It's nice to hear, you know, our own voice say something nice about ourselves. Um, So Mm -hmm. I do think that there is a place for them. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that, but I do hate them. Um, I hate them so much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, All of our poor listeners are just like Robin is a cyber bully. <laughs> You're a strong Robin. You are. Oh my worthy. God! Fuck off. <laughs> so, if you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the cards. Hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. This week, we are talking about the Eight of Pentacles. On this card, you will see a figure hard at work, dedicated to their task, making pentacles at their workbench. Uh, these pentacles are imperfect. You can tell um, they are in the process of perfecting them and learning. The universal keywords of this card are mastery, skill, development, hard work, and dedication. When this card comes up in readings for myself and clients, it shows that we are dedicated to making something work when it comes to an external goal. We will try over and over again until we get it right or be willing to put in the long hours to bring what we want to fruition. It is important to note that we should expect not to get things right right away because we are learning as we are going and that's okay. But, you know, each time that we work towards this goal um, we are heading towards, we are improving it and perfecting our final product. 
It is also important to note that when this card is upright and in a negative position, it can show overworking and being too laser focused on one part of our lives that we may also be expecting a certain result that isn't actually possible, which is making us absolutely frustrated, or alternatively, just doing dull, repetitive work that we aren't really passionate about, so we're doing it half-assed. If any of that is the case, it may be time to like take a break and take a breather and to start to consider how you can handle these tasks in a healthier manner. So how do you view this card, Robin Deere? Um, for me, the Eight of Pentacles is a massive e- ego check card. You know, like you know, like when college students take one psych class and then they think that they like know as much as a therapist. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they're just like psychoanalyzing you, right? Or like they read like a actually in witchcraft, they read one beginner book and now they think that they should be running a Patreon. Um it is a huge ego check that tells you that you are on the right direction. You are going in the right path, but you are at the very beginning of that. So like have a word with yourself, have a seat <laughs> and continue to learn because you actually don't know everything and you need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, it is very much so an ego check card. Most times when I see it, it is reminding people to like not count their chickens before they're hatched. Like in love, for example, it often comes up because you've been dating somebody for two weeks and you want to know if you're going to get married. And it's like, you don't even know what his mother's name is yet. <laughs> like, um, that That's oftentimes when I see it come up. And it does tell us that there's potential and that, you know, you are on a path that can lead to something, but you have to like continue to put in the work and, you know, not, I don't know, not get ahead of yourself and think that your shit doesn't stink. <laughs> Uh, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. What about you, Jay? This one is always an interesting one, and I've always really liked it because it really makes room to allow people to be learners, to be beginners, and to, you know, try something out. And you can see in this card that, you know, he has several of them that are hung up and they're very pretty, but he has other ones that are kind of thrown on the ground. Um, and it just kind of shows that, you know, we're not all going to be perfect at something, but it's about trying. Uh, mm-hmm. At the same time, too, I really find that there is so much wisdom in kind of the background of the tarot. And so I love that you can see that, like, behind this person, there's like this little city that they've sort of removed themselves from in order to Mm -hmm. do this work. And I think that's important too. Sometimes you have to sort of step away from the crowd, step away from the social media and actually work on something by yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important when it comes to witchcraft as well, to kind of get away from all the chatter and actually go and do the work. Cause I find that then you will have so much more benefit to your Mm -hmm. practice. Yeah, I think that's really a really good interpretation. Mm -hmm. 100%. We love this Mm -hmm. card. We do. (laughs) (laughs) So, even though the spring equinox is Saturday and this episode is released on the Friday before, happy spring equinox everyone so flowers are blooming the grass and trees and some animals are returning from hibernation and now after going through the season of reflection we can start putting work towards our fresh starts and embrace new beginnings (laughs) 
this is a great time to go out and celebrate Mother Earth and all her glory. And if you are anywhere where I, well, anywhere like where I live, this is like the perfect moment to do so because the plants haven't actually really started orgasming yet. So that green <laughs> shit isn't everywhere. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so what are you guys' plans? We have twin brains because I immediately was like, is this going to be our horniest episode ever? <laughs> Uh, any any opportunity i get like honestly i should be banned from the internet (laughs) every episode is our horniest episode ever. every episode is the horniest episode when it's this time of the year so what's up guys let's talk about uh sex no i'm just kidding let's not you wonder why you got a vibrator sponsor (laughs) that they heard us on one episode and they went this bitch is fucking horny man let's Send her something to shut her up. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> okay. Spring is really horny, though. It is like symbolically, it is very horny. It is the time of year where the ground is getting like ripened and fertilized, and the seeds are getting their little tendrils out to grow mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, not where I live. Where I live right now. And I'm assuming it's very similar for Jay. Um, We've been like in a doom and gloom hellscape for the last like four months. And it's still (laughs) freezing and it's still like snow and rain. And this is a very cold, mild spring. But for me, it's kind of turned into a second fall. And I love that for me. I'm I'm going back to scarves. The exact same thing. Pumpkin pie spice everything. Yeah, it's like it's not so cold on some days where you need a jacket, but then it is so cold at nighttime where like you want to put the heater on, and so it it is very fallish. That's yeah. So I was thinking that like a week ago. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so spring magic, in my opinion, is very horny. Um, That's when all the animals start doing their biz, right? And so. And they do. I saw a baby cow get born like three days ago. It was the craziest experience of my entire life. I cried and then immediately called my husband and just screamed at him for like three minutes being like, (laughs) I saw this cow. (laughs) And he was like, why are you yelling? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so for me, spring magic is very much so honing in that kind of energy. Not necessarily fucking, okay, everybody chill out. (laughs) but it is that sort of fertile energy it's creating things it's bringing life into stuff that maybe wasn't there before Mm -hmm. it is respecting not just nature although i believe we should be doing that 365 days of the year yeah it is kind of you know getting your hands dirty and planting your garden like that in and of itself in my opinion can be very magical (laughs) honestly it has like a very big empress like energy you know the tarot yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and the Empress is very horny. You can't change my mind, guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's so horny in her moo-moo. Listen, there's nothing that says I'm down to fuck like a moo-moo, okay? And you cannot change my mind. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I love those dresses. I am here for it. I am here for it. So how about you, Jay? What do you do around the spring equinox? All kinds of things. Right now, what's kind of happening with my clients is we are making a lot of babies because you're right. This is a very kind of a fertile time of year. So I have a Uh lot of people right now who are coming to me um, 
who are either having trouble getting pregnant or, you know, kind of having some other issues. And so we've been working Mm -hmm. together on that and we've been having some great success. Uh, A lot of people don't realize that similar to like the phases of the moon, we can also use the phases of the season as a way to kind of empower our work. And so once Mm -hmm. we step into kind of like the spring energy, it's the spring is all about kind of bringing forth, you know, waking things up. And so even if it's, you know, not, specifically fertility in the way of making babies, but as far as, you know, making investments and doing, you know, money magic in that way too, this idea of Mm. planting seeds and having them grow throughout the season is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, I will keep that in mind because I am a shit at fertility magic. I never (laughs) claim to be good at it. And when people come to me, I will send them your direction because my ass has never been good at it. (laughs) (laughs) It is my weakness. <laughs> I do a lot of like egg and eggshell like spells around this time. You know, I, mm. when it comes to like cleansing my house, I sweep the eggshells from the back of my home to the front and then doing a lot of egg sh- eggshell growth spells, you know, like when you put your intention in the shell and you bury it. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife and I like to plan out this huge feast, you know, with all the fixings and we try to spend as much time as we can outside and these like, girls in their Sabbath also- feasts. <laughs> Any reason to eat, okay? <laughs> but anyways, uh, and I also find like this season is such a great time to get like witchlings involved in the fun. They can, you know, paint eggs with runes or sigils and use color correspondences for the intentions they want to set. I mean, hell, like adults can per- participate in that too because part of magic, you know, is embracing our inner child and all that. And they can also gather wildflowers for the altar. It's only honestly so cute and wholesome to see them like participate and feel like they are contributing to the, like the magic of the season mm-hmm. i i also really strongly believe in spring cleaning mm. um not just in a like physical sense but also in like a magical sense mm-hmm. i do personally believe in cleansing your home on a regular basis not just annually <laughs> Um, yeah. I think that if you just do it annually, maybe consider, uh, I don't know, doing it more. <laughs> and I'm trying to tell you how to, to live do. your life, but I would consider it. <laughs> but for me, I do like a really deep spring clean. Like uh, mm-hmm. I do like the full like floor washes. I do uh, like I make um, like a powder for my floor. And mm-hmm. I will sweep that through the house and then I'll go over it with a floor wash. Um, mm-hmm. and we'll like, we fully clean this whole house. It smells so heavily of incense and like, like, uh, floor washes and Florida water and all that in this house. By the time it's done, you got to open the windows just to like not die of a perfume overload. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like rose water a lot for cleansing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys use that ever. Oh, um, I do. I love rose oh, yeah. water. 100%. And I get my rose water. I know that you can make it yourself, but I've <laughs> never perfected making rose water myself and it not going kind of like gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always buy it pre-made and there is a Botanica in Oakland that I get mine from. And it is really just, I don't know if they add like a perfume to it, 
They say they mm. don't, but it's so rosy that they have to. Like, they must. Okay. You're going to have to, like, send me the name of the shop. <laughs> I will. I'll just send you a bottle. I have, like, four <laughs> bottles. <laughs> yes, um, please. <laughs> but it's really, really rose heavy, and it makes my whole house smell like like an old lady, and I love it. <laughs> I love old lady smell. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I mean, not so much like the musty smell, but like the rose is nice. I don't really want my house smelling like Chanel number no. five, but like a nice like rose and like potpourri bowl is a nice smell. <laughs> That's so funny. Perfect. <clears throat> do you, uh, Jay, do you do like anything like that? Like spring cleaning <laughs> of oh, any absolutely. kind yes i'm very into spring cleaning um i i kind of have like two sections of the year where i really get into it and one is kind of in the fall before mm-hmm. we kind of go into that very inside time for the winter so i like to clean kind of before then as well to make sure everything's kind of cozy for the winter and then of course at the end just kind of airing everything out and i go ham as well i just scrub the entire house um, I make special um, like cleaners that I put in spray bottles that are also like magical, but also mm-hmm. you know, serve a purpose right. as far as cleaning is concerned. And so I just kind of clean everything down with that, do the floors, um, just open all the windows and just welcoming in good air. People yes. really miss out what happens when you just air out a place, you know, both energetically and physically and how it feels. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. Well, no, I completely agree. That's why I really like doing that around the new moon. Like, there's nothing better than a clean house when mm-hmm. the time is right. It's just so satisfying. It really is. It and, like, is. especially when, like, you can just tell the energy is, like, chill. The house is mm-hmm. clean. Like, you know, stuffy winter bitch. I don't know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I can only get my family on board, that would be that would be perfect. 100%. <laughs> Are they not cleaners? No. No. Yeah. My my no. my, either, my husband is a tidier and he's very good at organizing. Like getting yeah. stuff, you know, physically put in places that make a lot of sense. He's mm-hmm. so much better at that than I am. But when it comes to actual cleaning, I'm like, get out, go, go away. I'm gonna just do this. <laughs> Same. Oh my goodness. So, Jay, what is stirring your cauldron right now? I'm personally feeling a little stirred right now just simply by that question. (laughs) Um, All the stirrings. (laughs) Lately, I have been noticing something that I think is really cool, and that is um, young female representation in occultism. I think that is something that is fairly new. I feel like occultism has been very much dominated um, by men, especially older men throughout history. Uh, Mm -hmm. Right now, though, I feel like those tides are really changing, especially through work like um, we all know Georgina, also known as Dot Darling um, on the Twitter sphere is just so educated, so well-spoken out here in this world that normally would kind of be run entirely by men. And I'm Mm -hmm. loving seeing this sort of young femme energy there that is also very educated, you know, really helping people understand this world. And it doesn't 
have to be coming from some old dude anymore. I think that that's mm-hmm. really exciting to see them enter this world and the work that she's been doing along with like Temperance and Nike, um, as far as, you know, really educating people and putting out this work and, you know, the podcast, even that, you know, you guys are doing here too. There's this young, educated female representation in occultism right now is just giving mm-hmm. me life. I love it. I love, that. I love it too. I completely in agreement with you, especially on the Georgina front, because oh, yeah. she is a, a Themalite and that is per, not just predominantly, it's like 97% men. And of that, mm-hmm. it's mostly like 40 plus year olds or like young edgelord boys who don't even know what they're talking about. They're just want to be a part of something. Um, and I think it's really incredible. And I think she's so intelligent. I, I, I literally gas her up all the time. I think she's incredible. She's the smartest person that I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I had to go to her and ask her how to pronounce I, I believe it's Goetia because I don't mm-hmm. I don't go anywhere near any of that stuff but I was like can you help me out a moment <laughs> she was so nice <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I just cute. think she's brilliant she really is and she I think people should have their eye on her because she's really going to be some like an important figure in my opinion in the next couple of years absolutely she's going to be like our Blavatsky like <laughs> she's just so smart <laughs> do you know who georgina is maria oh i do yeah i follow her she's amazing 100 percent. i love her content i just think she's so smart yeah, i'm gonna like I'm, she's gonna agree. listen to this and be like wow these guys are obsessed with me and the answer is yes g <laughs> we are <laughs> but no i like i completely agree it's really great to see so many people um especially, you know, like femmes embracing their feminine power and like stepping into the community and I don't know, just integrating. It's really great. It's a breath of fresh air. It It is. is. It really is. And I think it brings new perspective and um, not even just like Georgina or that crew. I know Mm -hmm. that there's a very toxic side to the internet, like, (laughs) Like TikTok. Uh, we all know how I feel about TikTok. Uh, uh, the clock app. But on that note, there are actually really good creators on that app like that mm-hmm. are very informative and they are like educated and giving you sources and pointing people in the right direction. And while there is, of course, a demographic of people out there who just like read Lisa Lister's Witch one time and they are like, oh, no. And they're and they're like they're like I'm a, this transphobia sits right with me like oh you know God. what I mean I have like, a womb there for a witch yeah oh, I yeah don't uh, even anyway no um, thanks we we pretty much only respect cisgendered women here like shut the fuck mm-hmm. up anyway <laughs> um, aside from that. There are actual mm-hmm. like r- people that are younger and regardless of their gender are being very informative. And I think going exactly off what Jay said is that it is a very good like breath of fresh air because mm-hmm. it's like occultism meets modern mindset. And I, mm-hmm. I find it very intriguing, even if I don't always agree yeah. with it. I think hearing the perspective is you know, enlightening. <laughs> yeah. And I love how they use it, use their crafts for, towards activism. 
in the mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. in the community and towards creating change and not just setting intentions they are also going out there and protesting and you know writing congress people and making sure that they're doing the real world energy to cultivate the change that they desire mm-hmm. yeah i think it's really nice i think it's a mm-hmm. that's a good thing to be uh stirring your cauldron <laughs> yeah 100 <laughs> percent So, Jay, what's not stirring your cauldron? I did not expect to be this stirred upon this podcast, to be honest. <laughs> wasn't ready. Nobody told me it would be this hot in here. Horniest, it's the horniest podcast. Like <laughs> The spring is here. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, so, for what is not stirring my cauldron right now, I have to really say it is the lack of discernment skills within our mm-hmm. online communities. And it's it's not only just unfortunate, but in a lot of times, I find it's very dangerous. Um, so I've I've seen this in Facebook. I've seen this in Instagram. However, I have recently joined TikTok. God help me. Um, <laughs> and it's amazing to watch people just have a random person tell them something and then just have them accept it. Like, oh, okay, thank mm-hmm. you. That's something I know. And let mm-hmm. me tell you, I wish I had the confidence of someone giving shitty occult advice on the internet. Like, it's <laughs> amazing. I'm like, God, how did you get to be this way? I want to be you. Um, but just this <laughs> this inability for people to kind of pause and go, hmm, does this information sound right? Does this information, like, can I find this posted elsewhere that backs them up? Um, mm-hmm. But just people's willingness just to completely absorb and then internalize whatever random people on the internet say to them. That's very scary Mm -hmm. to me. And not only that is I'm seeing a lot of people doing things like posting in Facebook groups, like, hi, I'm 19 years old and this is my location. Does anybody want to be my my mentor? And then some creepy old guy is like, I'll be your mentor. And they're like, oh my God, I've been chosen. And I'm like, run girl, run. I'm like, first of all, don't post like your age in your location and like ask to meet up with random strangers like that's how like, we die yeah i feel like that like <laughs> occultism like aside like didn't all of our parents teach us stranger danger on the internet like hello <laughs> apparently not with this younger generation somebody missed that day i don't know what happened but so it does it does really concern me a lot looking around the fact that people just don't think for themselves anymore and Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of what's led us to kind of the dumpster fire that is online witchcraft i really think that is such a big problem even outside of witchcraft like people believing everything as long as it's posted to either like facebook twitter or something it is like the word of god and it's just you know we were taught in school to go back research make sure Mm -hmm. check your sources and all that and just so many people are not doing it and as you said it's incredibly dangerous not to sound like a boomer not to sound like a boomer but did we fucking learn that in school i don't remember learning that in school really i was a i was a george bush child left behind okay like (laughs) (laughs) listen y'all i thought i was so smart when i was a kid and then i took that george bush no child left behind test and i didn't know the difference between a noun and a verb i do now for the record All right. I went to college and I got a proper education, but I don't necessarily believe that 
we are taught that <laughs> at school across the board because I know I sure as shit wasn't. Thank you oh, very much, Sonoma County. But see, <laughs> I went to like Dodd schools, which are basically, you know, schools that are on military bases. So like. I, oh, yeah, you had a military I, education. I it's totally different. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. That should be like really left behind. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> they take it one step further. She's actually, we did not just leave her behind, but we've erased her memory from. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of the other things, things too, on top of that, is people not really realizing what sources are good information and which ones aren't. I have a Mm -hmm. lot of people Mm -hmm. cite to me just highly opinionated blogs Mm -hmm. that have no actual, you know, source material themselves or, you know, information to back up things that they're saying. And Mm -hmm. so people aren't understanding that there are differences between things like opinions and facts and why source material, good source material is really important and that someone's Mm -hmm. blog or their TikTok does not count as source material. I completely agree. agree. And I think before anything that like I post, I always say like, this is my personal opinion. This is my personal correspondences. Mm -hmm. I, I just, people really need to understand the difference between those two things. Mm-hmm. Well, and even like me? things, for example, like our Patreon that we have, mm-hmm. they are our opinions on magic and things we have learned and experienced that doesn't make it like law. <laughs> and I think <laughs> that we have this in a general community and culture, we have this kind of air of accidentally absorbing for lack of a better term, Wiccan concepts in that Wicca is a structured religion mm-hmm. and there are rules, right, to Wicca. But that doesn't mean that the whole rest of the magical community falls under that same blanket. And I think new practitioners especially accidentally forget that just because somebody said it doesn't mean that it's a law or a rule like upg exists and like Mm -hmm. that's valid but it doesn't necessarily make it like true or real for so many paths yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely and i i always try to stay away from this idea that there are you know no rules in witchcraft um and what i'm talking about with that isn't like you know the rule of three or whether or not you can or can't blow out your candle Mm -hmm. or or whatever it is. But it it always kind of disturbs me when people are like, there are no rules in witchcraft. And I'm like, well, how about we just start off with the fact that if you're pregnant, you probably shouldn't be casting spells with Rue, like, because that's going to be very bad for you. Um, Or taking spiritual baths with Mugwort. (laughs) Exactly. You know, like there are Mm -hmm. things in there for your safety. Like, you know, right now on social media, I've seen in several places, people who are, um, mixing like household chemicals into their hex jars together at random shut up are you serious yes and so i'm like you know what i would say that there's probably a rule that says you know don't mix bleach and ammonia together like we could all probably agree that that's a rule of witchcraft or like you know don't use too much flying ointment or else you will die like you know rules (laughs) do definitely exist if that's how i go that's how i go (laughs) i'm ready as we're projecting into the afterlife (laughs) me and that belladonna are about to get crazy (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I agree. And I also think that people are really well meant when they say things like there's no rules in witchcraft. It, it's, an, it's supposed to be an encouraging thing, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that it also, it depends on the context, of course, but it's, it also accidentally sometimes is uh, very dismissive of like indigenous and folk traditions where there are some mm-hmm. rules, there is some structure there. And it's like it did to me for me it always depends on the context do you know what i mean like if somebody's saying it to be encouraging great love that we love like people supporting other people right Mm-hmm. But what we yeah. don't love is for it to be used in a dismissive way. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and giving things in context, like you're saying, is so important. Like, you know, I was taught there are no rules in witchcraft when I was very young, but it was also given to me in the context of like, you know, if you're doing a love spell and it calls for rose petals, but you would like to use lavender, that's totally fine. Like, you Absolutely. know, there are no rules, yeah. not just make up whatever you want. And so I think that we inadvertently created things like witch talk by telling people there are no rules mm-hmm. in witchcraft. Don't let anybody tell you what to do with your way, magic. Way, 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 way too literally. Yeah. And, <laughs> and none God of us provided you tell them to. Yeah. Government, you tell them to do it and then you're gatekeeping. And it's like, I don't think you know what that word means. Yep. <laughs> in fact, I would argue that what I'm doing right now is the exact opposite of gatekeeping because I'm informing you of right. how to do this better. But okay, whatever. <laughs> I did not die while doing witch craft listen if that's how i go that's how i go (laughs) with your vibrator with me my vibrator screaming into the void the horniest uh, the horniest ritual ever oh my god I'm so sorry for everyone listening to this. I really am. No, you're not. Don't lie. (laughs) She's lying. So if you are just joining us every week, we talk about creators, shops, artists, etc. that we are loving right now. Um, As I say every fucking week, and I will never stop saying... <laughs> if you contact us and ask to be on here for a paid promotion, I'm gonna block you. And then Maria and I are gonna laugh about you. We're gonna we're gonna privately ostracize you. Is that what you want? I don't think that's what you want. So like <laughs> to avoid it, just don't be that guy. These are things that we are finding on our own that we are thinking are great right now. So yeah, stop doing that. We 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 make fun of you like a lot. We li- we literally laugh at you. <laughs> so that being said <laughs> jay who are you loving this week uh, somebody that i've just really been digging as far as their content is concerned their wisdom um is somebody on instagram that i've been following who goes by at the conjure cleaner um if you okay. are a person who is into folk magic especially the hoodoo persuasion highly recommend following this person their account is the truth and they put out beautiful products um, and have very enlightening things to say, as well as some really hysterical videos. I think that they just got on TikTok. Um, so I highly recommend giving them a follow. I just looked them up. Their account looks really cool. Um, Maria, who are you loving? So I'm loving an art account on Instagram. Um, it's at Clarity Chi Art. 
and just her like designs are so beautiful and you know she does a lot of like suns and moons and uh, it's just you know I'm I'm a sucker for gold and she uses a lot of gold <laughs> in her art and I'm just patiently waiting for her to release a tarot deck with her <laughs> lovely images because they are <laughs> so stunning you are you suggesting another tarot deck? Uh, no. And you said that I have a problem. Jeez Louise. Uh, <laughs> Shush, Robin. Stop calling me out. <laughs> I, as we said, some people collect stamps. I collect decks. It's fine. It's, it's exactly fine. the same as coin collecting. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> So, so for me you? this week, I'm living a an account called Brett Manning Art. So they're obviously an artist. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. in the name. But they do prints um, on clothing. Like they do regular print mm-hmm. art, but they do like like shawls and bodysuits. And I'm just really obsessed with their patterns. They're very like, um, I want to say like occultism meets like, witch of the woods does that make sense Mm -hmm. in terms of like the imagery that they use and i just think it's really great i i really want to get some of their stuff i keep missing it because they've got they'll do like like uh live sales you know they'll be like oh we're live now and then it sells out right away and like the last pre-order that they did i just Mm -hmm. missed it i wasn't paying attention Um, But I really think their stuff is super beautiful, and I'm going to actually mirror Maria and say if they wanted to make a tarot deck, I would fucking buy it. So (laughs) I actually have a robe by Brett, and it's so soft and so comfy and so beautiful. I love it. And every time I I wear it around friends or family, they try to steal it from me. So it's... It's great. Theft isn't cool, guys. Very well made. Theft is not cool. That is a crime, and I will send you to jail. Thank you guys for joining us this this week <laughs> and we hope that we will see you on friday april 2nd for our seventh episode for season two keep an eyes out keep your eyes out on instagram and on twitter you can follow us on twitter at coffee cauldrons or instagram coffee and cauldrons pod for more information and also some really sick memes <laughs> Badass memes. The sickest memes on the internet. So, <laughs> not that we're partial or anything, but anyways. <laughs> or even better, you could join us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer your questions in our part two next time. You'll even get to hear our sexy, sensual, lovely voices for an additional 30 minutes for being on our Patreon tier casting and up. And I promise you, they're not even horny episodes. They're just like informative or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from At A Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from At Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And I am J. Allen Cross from at Oregon Wood Witch on Instagram. And you can pre-order my book now. It comes out May 1st. It's called American Brujeria and is available on Amazon and bookshop.org. 
Hey, All right, you guys, guys ready? ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. One. One. Wait, ready? Yeah. One. One. Two. Two. Three. three. Bye, witches. Bye, witches. <laughs> <laughs> Such a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think we nailed it. <laughs>